Greetings and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the June 4th Live Liberation Station radio show. This is June 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, for the next two hours here every Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Republic Broadcasting Network, republicbroadcasting.org, and streaming live on Facebook at facebook.com slash wearechangetampa. Soon to be shared over to the Republic Broadcasting Facebook page, facebook.com slash republicbroadcasting. The chat room I am entering, I have entered, if it will allow me to set my name. Um, I'm, <clears throat> yes, I'm in there now uh, at the Listen Slash Archives page at theliberationstation.com. So go to theliberationstation.com and click on the page that's the fourth one down, Listen Slash Archives. And then you can scroll down a little bit and see the chat room. And you can also join us in at, uh, join in at 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252 and troll-free 800-313-9443, 800-313-9443. Thanks for joining and thanks for expressing yourself, even if it's sitting in silence, basking in the natural radiance of your own soul and your God-given peace and sending those good vibes out through your environment throughout creation. And... Some are quite good at doing just that, and uh, well, let you know. Hopefully, in the next week, uh, next week's show will have hopefully rolling once I uh, start uh, working on it after the show here today. The ability to restream through Restream.io on up to eight different video streaming platforms simultaneously. So. Want to really improve the quality of the show and be able to show graphics, play my own clips, uh, show graphics straight to the screen rather than up on the monitor next to me. But uh, if you're able to tune in, you can check out uh, today. As always, you can see what we're doing on, on the uh, video with the what videos we play, what uh, graphs or articles that we refer to, and when you call in, I'll refer to something if. Uh, whether I know it or not, I'll often put it up on screen. And uh, once again, if you want to contribute in the chat room um, and you'd like me to read something in particular, just uh, ask me to do so and encourage me to do so by summarizing what it's about, uh, giving me a title, uh, giving me some bullet points, why it's important, why it's uh, relevant and uh and helpful. So, um, and uh, Sam, um, Sam's there in the control room making it sound so good. I uh, forgot to let you know, uh, we're going to start out with some clips and then uh, get into announcements. Uh, start out with the first clip and then get into announcements. So I think it's so important. Uh, we'll start out with clip number one, which will run about 25 minutes. And uh, this is Dr. Peter McCullough from his last McCullough Report, his podcast over at AmericaOutloud.com. And his um, substack that you'll hear, to which you'll hear him refer, is Peter McCullough, md.substack.com. That's Peter McCullough, md.substack.com. And, uh, 
often uh, refer to it, read from it here, so we'll do that again uh, to fill you in on some of the references that uh, he just cites, he mentions that are on his Substack. And the title of this is Ozone and Related Therapies for Post-COVID-19 and Vaccine Injury Syndromes. So uh, we'll start with that. Uh, that's actually the, the um, latter part of his previous, his last podcast, May 30th, 2023. Uh, it's so important to cover, and then uh, we'll cover the earlier part of this podcast where uh, we'll play the clip where he talks about post-COVID and vaccine injury syndrome uh, recovery, so, since they're intertwined and dissolving the spike protein. You'll hear him uh, well, when he gets to clip number two. Um, just want to tease it right now. He talks about the natokinase that we've talked about so much on the show, especially on the last show was, uh, I would say, the one that uh, towards the end of the last show was the, that was the uh, May 28th, 2023 edition. Uh, that was the one where we talked the most about natokinase and uh, Tom from Utah called in and Talked a bit more about it. Uh, Dr. O'Cala recommends natokinase in this uh, clip number two, which we'll get to a bit later. He talks about natokinase bromelain, which is another proteolytic thrombolytic, meaning it dissolves blood clots. Uh, it's a protein digesting, meaning it's a proteolytic, and it's a thrombolytic, meaning it dissolves thromboses. And um, it's from pineapple. Um studies on that, uh, and then uh, also turmeric he mentioned, so uh, those are the, the three natural remedies and the only ones that he recommends uh, in this uh, segment coming up in, point num in clip number two. And uh, it's also important to point out that uh, papain from papaya is also good for dissolving uh, protein. It's also proteolytic and uh, very inexpensive especially if you just get uh, eat papaya. But uh, if you get it in supplement form, it's also pretty inexpensive relatively. Just, um, you know, maybe you might as well buy meat tenderizer <laughs> since it's the main ingredient in meat tenderizer. But uh, it's really very uh, easy to price compare what's available in, in terms of uh, papaine and bromelain uh, type uh, very um, basic digestive enzymes. If they were really, I think, the first generation uh, digestive enzymes I remember seeing on the market um, back in the 80s and 90s. Nothing, uh, nothing as fancy as we have today in all the probiotics. And, and so um, it's important to dissolve the spike protein and uh, maybe just uh, eating papaya and eating uh, pineapple and uh, some other things that uh, we'll get into or would be good. Um, I know Wobenzyme N sells a, a good, a high-potency proteolytic enzyme formula. So um, that's all I have to comment to tease at uh, number two, uh, clip number two. But for clip number one, this is uh, quite uh, interesting as well. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a few seconds, Sam. I just want to announce that, that that's... Uh, it's so important that uh, we talk about that, and uh, Dr. McCullough uh, talks about that uh, because uh, you know no harmful virus or bacteria or 
uh, any kind of a fungus or cancer can survive in the presence of oxygen. So uh, Dr. McCullough speaks with uh, cardiologist Dr. Zillin Wang and the to talk about ozone and exercise with supplemental oxygen in patients with long COVID-19 and those with constitutional symptoms after COVID-19, quote-unquote, vaccination, quotes are mine. And uh, I'm just reading from his, uh, his America Out Loud podcast page, a lot of which is going to be repeated in this uh, clip number one. Uh, so I'm not going to go into that, but uh, folks, check it out at AmericaOutloud.com. And Sam, when you're ready, please roll clip one. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Pete McCullough. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the microphone for the very first time Dr. Zillin Wang. Dr. Wang went to medical school in China, in Northeast China, and then he emigrated to the United States. He did his medicine residency at uh, State University of New York at Stony Brook, and then went on to uh, train in cardiology and did his fellowship at the uh, Heart Center in Indiana. And uh, he, he got on my radar screen because he made some interesting comments about long COVID, uh, the vaccine, and particularly the the impact of exercise and oxygen. So I wanted to bring him on the show. Dr. Wang, thanks for joining us on the McCullough Report. Thank you for inviting me. Well, give us an idea. Uh, where's your current practice and, and uh, you know, what are you seeing with respect to long COVID and after the vaccine? Uh, I am uh, uh, practicing in Jackson, Mississippi. I have my own private practice called Heart Care Plus. Uh, it's a long story that I uh, I was uh, involved with a critically ill COVID patient, and uh, that time we are lack of protective gears, even mask. So I see a lot of patients on the uh, ventilator. Uh, critically ill, I'm afraid of myself get infected and also my family member get infected. So because I seeing those patients every day and also my co-workers, my nurses, my doctors, one by one get sick, they'll uh, get COVID. One of the nurse at age 60 even died from COVID. One of my Pacemaker tag had multiple stroke at age 32, and he eventually uh, decapitated and even get uh, right now work in the nursing home, cannot function anymore. So it was a very fearful situation. So that time I started uh, just trying to find a way to protect myself and uh, my family. So I eventually I developed called the ZWO3 technology. I use that to uh, prevent myself and my family get sick. And even later on, my over 100 of my patients utilize my technology, and they also not get sick. That's the start. Then later on, I find that the patient uh, have long COVID. One of the patient is nursing a nurse practitioner who has suffered long COVID for about eight months, and she's disabling. She was not able to work. So she 
desperate because she was going to be fired by the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So she come to me, I give her three treatment and she just get completely well. So actually I'm writing the case study on her, how I treat her. I essentially use the ZWO3 consistent with three major components. One is ozone therapy, one is exercise with oxygen therapy, one is ultraviolet therapy. She apparently, she didn't do get ultraviolet therapy, but just ozone therapy and uh, the exercise with oxygen therapy. So that's why we get this. Uh, and right now, actually, I get a little bit funding uh, for, for doing this research and also do the public uh, uh, awareness, trying to help more patients get uh, treated the COVID uh, lung haul syndrome. And also treat the patient with a uh, uh, vaccine with a uh, moderate size of pericard- pericardial fusion and my church. Young people have a lot of myocard- myocarditis, but I, I'm, I have not personally treated them. Wow, that's a tremendous experience. So what, what do you think uh, about these uh, emerging patient group that's had both COVID and they've taken the vaccines in terms of cardiovascular complications? I have found uh, my personal experience. I don't have uh, uh, data to support that, but I personally experience. I see them get more infection and I see them uh, uh, get off infection one after another, one after another. I just feel this uh, vaccination doesn't help. By the way, I myself didn't get a vaccine. I have to uh, use a religion exception in my hospital. Uh, But fortunately, I'm the only cardiologist in my office, so they give me the green light. Now, tell us about the various treatments. Uh, Let's start with ozone. Can you explain to our audience what ozone is? Ozone is uh, basically it's O3. It's naturally uh, present in our uh, uh, nature and environment. Every time you have a thunderstorm, you smell the fresh air. That's major components of ozone. Ozone uh, have a layer in our uh, earth uh, to prevent us from getting the uh, other bacteria, virus, and all, ultra, all some uh, harmful light, light energy coming into our radiation comes through to protect us. Uh, so ozone has been used for almost a century. Initially used uh, just for sterile, sterilized surgical equipment and uh, sterilized water and the steroid uh, environment has been widely used. Only, only I think, 75 years or so, we started to see the uh, use, utilize it uh, in the medical field, but it has not been widely applied. But there's, uh, if you do the midline search, and there's about over 66,000 articles describe about the ozone therapy. Ozone is un stable molecules uh, created by the lightning when the when they release energy turning into O2 usually they have major uh, 
high energy release that that's a turn supposed to be in theory stimulate the mitochondrial in the cell and also uh, stimulate uh, the Im- lympho system immune system and that your body have a stronger power to fight over bacterial virus itself also can kill the virus and the bacteria and even fungus so this has been widely used uh, in my therapy. Uh, I initially trained to do IV ozone therapy, but uh, I have found it's very difficult to do, and and uh, because you repeat it very often, like a weekly, some daily, so it's just difficult to get IV in an outpatient setting. In the upper airway infection, I have found that uh, using the bilateral ear in insufflation, which is you put like a stethoscope into your ear, let the ozone gas into your ear canal. And actually your yeah, ozone gas can penetrate through the, the tympanic membrane and can go into your upper airway and the sinus even going into your brain. But because it's end the result, it end the product just oxygen. So it's actually very beneficial. And also, we have a difficult time to use inhalation because uh, you everybody know when you directly inhale the ozone, you will cause harm, triggered asthma stuff. But we have found uh, using the oil filter and it has been, have solved the problem. I initially tried on myself and and I have learned from many uh, doctors using that, but I, I was a little scared and skeptical. Skeptical, So I did try it on myself. I don't see any adverse reaction. I use it for, for a while, and, and, and until I feel safe, I start using it on the patient. So every time I use it, as a second is my family member, my younger daughter at the school dorm, she played with others, six girls and turn out that all these six girls are sick get COVID and my, my daughter was asymptomatic well, we'll pick it up right there on Liberation Station radio show this is from the last McCullough report Dr. Peter McCullough and uh, talking about ozone therapy so we'll be right back and pick it up where we left off excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pastures meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. 
Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Station Radio Show, Chris Steiner with you, and we will resume now the last edition of the McCullough Report segment with interview of uh, Dr. Zillin Wang, MD, on ozone and related therapies for post-COVID-19 vaccine injury syndrome and from those who've gotten the COVID shot. So, Sam, when you're ready, please resume that clip. I forcefully sent home 
so I give her this treatment. She never turned positive. And my another daughter coming from、uh, New York City, she played with a symptomatic girl、uh, when she come home from uh, uh, for Christmas, and that girl never tell anybody, but she was、uh, stopped at an airport because she was find have fever, and she lost the taste, the smell. So also she was my daughter was、uh, quarantined her in the upstairs. And every day give her five days treatment, then she never turned positive. Also, and also for the cure because she was uh, uh, living in Manhattan, so I was curious if she really get COVID before I check her antibody, check her, and, and she has shown there's no evidence previous infection either. So she never get COVID in Manhattan, and she never turned positive. So that's give me the pause. So I started using every day after treat my treat patient、uh, in the hospital with very little protection. So I keep myself from getting COVID successfully. That's how they happen. But Dr. Wang, can you practically tell? So the therapy that was applied to your daughter, just give us step by step. How is it administered now? Well, for prophylaxis, I use ozone oil because I put applying to my near my、uh, nostril, and ozone saturated oil and apply to my nostril because in your nostril there is hair. The oil is very sticky. If you inhale the virus, you they will stuck in there, and the ozone will kill it. So that's my my prophylactic treat. I go any everywhere. I use this ozone oil, and my patients, many of my patients, over hundred patients, use utilize on the daily basis when the COVID was here. And、uh, if they use religiously, we have not seen anybody、uh, get COVID with that. You know. So, so just to summarize, though, so it's a nasal spray in oil. Is use Q-tip to apply to on your nasal hair. Okay, so it's a Q-tip、yeah. applied, and, and the ozone is. Does it say stays stable in a bottle, or how is it prepared? Yeah, it's an ozone oil. Your surprise, uh, su- su-、uh, surprisingly, can remain active. I remain uh, uh, working well、uh, for up to three months, at least. And、uh, you just apply. You put. I put it in a small glass or、uh, container, and、uh, carry around. And I also my patient use the same way. Every time I go to hospital, before I will, I, I will put it on. I usually repeat it every four hours, until and then they get home. I put. I when the COVID was very bad, I I also bought a surgical、uh, ozone gen. I mean the industrial ozone generator. I put it in the basket, and I put my clothes, my scrubs,、uh, in my car garage. I don't wear it in my room. I put it in the car garage. I use ozone to sterilize it. And also the、uh, all my uh, uh, that time I have to repeatedly use the masks and also、uh, and my my hat and everything I just sterilize it use ozone gas, but it's open. I open my、uh, garage door so nobody go there. I will just turn it on for twenty minutes and then leave it. So that's how I prevent myself.
And also after the uh, I expose to the patient come home, I put the stethoscope connect to ozone gas into and blow the ozone uh, into my air. Of course, it's not something it's simple to say, but it's a. Uh, it need you need to know because you need to know how much and how much how fast speed how big concentration you need to know. It's not somebody you can do it at home, but I because I was trained to do that. I adjust a certain doses, not get harmful effect. And also, then I also inhale the ozone, oh ozone through the filter the through the oil, and so that get into my lower. Air airway, and uh, after treat highway with bilateral ear insufflation, so that's how I protect myself. When I treat the long haul COVID syndrome patient, we did pretty much similar way, but we also add on exercise with oxygen therapy. That seems to quickly uh, get rid of uh, fatigue syndrome and chest tightness kind of thing. And and. Uh, can you describe that then? So how would someone uh, undergo kind of exercise with oxygen? Well, we, I, you and I, you know, you're very familiar. I use a GE treadmill uh, uh, cardiac stress unit. I have oxygen generator can produce a 10 liter per minute oxygen, 90 to 92% pure. And, uh, I have an ozone reservoir, which is very big. It's over like 100 liters of uh, big reservoir. And also there's a small uh, chamber in there. And uh, basically I have a FL2 around 14%, which is uh, about a, a, a high attitude air. I use, uh, I have first let patient warm up, use a uh, uh, low uh, stage one. I usually use uh, depends on how much patient exercise I use. You can modify boost particle, boost particle, whatever you use. And uh, then after that, I uh, I turn patient into low oxygen. Low oxygen have uh, two physiological benefit. One is that first uh, when you have uh, hypoxia. Your body first they, uh, have a tachycardia, and then after that, there's a visual dilatation effect. So that will dilate the area that normally have low oxygen. So then that quickly turn into uh, pure oxygen, which is 90, 92% in that range. And the oxygen going into when patient, because they are exercising the hyperventilator, the hyperventilation, so therefore, they can uh, have a high oxygen absorption. So I do that based on the protocol. Dep- depends on patient's uh, exercise capacity. I use different protocols. At some time, even very low. Even the, for the uh, long COVID patient, I start with very low exercise capacity uh, treadmill protocol until they can do that the highs. Stage usually after I dated the uh, I dated the patient uh, when the long long COVID patient I only did the three day time and she's just significantly better. 
I was amazed to find. I said you at least need five time, but she was driving like a couple hours to get to my office. It's very inconvenient for, convenience so, for her so, to come. So, Doctor Wang, let me just、um, ask you: What is the basis for this?、Uh, do you think that the、um, uh, you know is ozone or even just、uh, you know supplemental oxygen? Uh, does it, it, it impact viral replication, or is it in, impacting、uh, inflammation, thrombosis? What's going on that people get better? Uh, for, from prophylaxis, I think we just won't give the bacteria, the virus, a chance to get to into your body, hibernating in your body. And start acting out. We just don't let give the chance. That's why we I use、uh, ozone oil and also inhalation. Every time I seeing patient, I just start doing the treatment. So that's、uh, you when you do the bilateral ear insufflation, you can smell the ozone at least for three four hours. So I sometimes if I I know I see very quick sick patient, I will do even. Before I go to see the patient, so I think that's number one. Number two, when you have long COVID, I think it's the inflammation is a major problem. There's a S protein spike protein is really created the inflammation, and you can check the inflammation marker in the patient. Usually, they have very elevated the inflammation markers. So I feel that the 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 ozone pretty much can is has well documented can stimulate your own immune system to fight over the infection inflammation, and、uh, oxygen is very naturally against、uh, those infection. With the exercise, you can、uh, because I use together. I think they they may have a synergic effect. Of both ozone and、uh, ox- exercise with、uh, oxygen therapy. So,、But、do you think I, this is? Do you think what you're describing is approximating what others have found success in, and that's hyperbaric oxygen? Yes,、uh, the hyperbaric oxygen, but only in my small practice. I feel that's too expensive, and also there's one of disadvantaged patients sitting in the chamber. They don't. They cannot,、uh, they, unless they voluntarily hyperventilation. Do the hyperventilation. They usually cannot、uh, inhale as much when you do the, while you're doing exercise. Naturally, you you hyperventilate. You do hyperventilate. You have a much higher ex,、uh, gas exchange rate. Okay, so. It sounds like what you're saying is a key to your approach is you really have to have you have to increase that that minute ventilation, right? So you just have to move a lot of air, right? Do it at a higher concentration. You're in hyperbaric oxygen chamber; people are are not having a high minute ventilation, right? Sounds、hey. like th- that's the that's the innovation. You know, I just finished with a patient; he、uh, had COVID. He took three vaccines.、Mm-hmm. Uh, And then in January of this year, he had bilateral pulmonary emboli,、mm-hmm. and,、uh, considerable. He had a, a over a seven centimeter area in one lung of pulmonary infarction.、Mm-hmm. Now it's May. It's、uh, four months later. He still is breathing. Is still 
bothering him. He, he feels uncomfortable. He gets breathless. Do, do you think any of the he's he's obviously on anticoagulants and other drugs. Uh, do you think any of your methods could help him get better? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel strong. I, they, I, I not only treat this kind of long before this, I use this method to treat the chronic fatigue syndrome. And majority patients, I do the workup, I find that majority of them have Epstein B virus. I check their DNA copies. I usually do the check the DNA before the after treatment. And until the DNA copy is no longer detectable. So uh, when then patient, but uh, it's interesting, there is a delayed phenomenon before they complete better. And they will delete the, the, the you don't, you're not able to detect EB virus for a while before they completely feel better. That's, I think it still remain immune system defect. And then recently, I have treated patient right now, EB virus. He, she also have, have pain cytopenia. She have frequent herpes zoster infection too. So uh, I'm right now treating one of the patient like that. So the, it is very interesting to treat uh, this new, thing, uh, new way to treat this. Uh, I find myself uh, built but I just need more cases. Uh, right now, I'm doing. I'm analyze my cases, trying to put it all together. Maybe write the case study report. Then I may be able to do more research on it. Okay, well, Dr. Wang, this has been so interesting to to talk with you. Now, going forward, or even through the pandemic, uh, do, do you have you recommended the vaccines to anybody, or do you still recommend them, or or no? I never recommend. Uh, uh, if I cannot recommend something that I myself refuse to to take it, it's just not possible. Uh, ethically, just not possible. Okay, well, I think that's pretty sound. And so, uh, you know, like you, I never took the vaccine. I I was neutral on the vaccine the first few months, but when the the data started coming out, I I, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't, in good conscience, have my patients take the vaccine and end up with a sudden death, myocarditis, or like with my patient today, blood clots. Dr. Wang, thank you so much for joining us on the McCullough Report. Thank you uh, for having me. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report. All right, we can end it right there. Cut it off right there. Oh, let's stop the pep rally. <laughs> Cut the clip. Give me in the clip, please. Oh, I'm. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I was playing something all of a sudden at the moment that it started to. Uh, the clip ended. I uh, started to uh, play <laughs> on its own finally, but. Window decided to catch up, so um, sorry, folks. Uh, I was just uh, reviewing Plandemic Three that's uh, coming up soon, uh, the, the doc, uh, third part of the documentary series. But uh, first, I wanted to comment um, for a few minutes before we get to clip number two on uh, a lot of the things that were said there. That uh, interview with uh, Dr. Zillin Wang, MD, by Dr. P- P- Peter McCullough on the last edition of the McCullough Report. May 30th, 2023, over at AmericaOutloud.com. And 
such an important topic to uh, bring up. <laughs> Aren't the filthy pharma fascists a threat to our national security? Yeah, they are, and uh, that's what I'm trying to win folks over who uh, win over hearts and minds in this battle, literally. You know, hopefully clear their minds and their hearts and their cardiovascular system at the same time uh, by uh, winning them over from further harm and feeling as if they're dependent on pharma or on those who've lied to them and uh, killed them, their relatives, uh, made them suffer uh, by we who can provide safe, so many safe and effective options to recover them from the COVID shots and from long-haul COVID. Maybe uh, there's a confusion there, uh, whether one has, uh, someone has, a patient has one or the other, or both, may not know. And uh, so many diagnostics as well. Uh, once again, uh, check out the February 19th, 2023 edition of the show with Dr. Der Jared Roscoe. I think that's the single best show on uh, on uh, diagnostics and treatments available, but um, yeah, I, let's start out with uh, the fact that uh, all the harm, all harmful viruses are and uh, bacteria, harmful bacteria, and even some helpful ones as well. But uh, all harmful bacteria and viruses, uh, I'm. I think it's actually 99 plus percent of viruses and bacteria, harmful viruses and bacteria, that is. But all cancers and all fungus and uh, mold spores cannot survive in the presence of oxygen, meaning they're anaerobic. And uh, like I've mentioned, uh, some are beneficial, some are in our, some in our gut are beneficial, that are beneficial are uh, anaerobic or partially anaerobic, meaning they'll they can do with a little bit of oxygen. But the idea is to flood your fluids, your bodily fluids, your precious bodily fluids with ozone and ozonated oil that was mentioned. That's a great way to preserve it, to stabilize it. Uh, as uh, Dr. Zillin mentioned, over uh, Dr. Zillin Wang and the mentioned there, um, it lasts at least three months, and I know it lasts a lot longer. I store it in the fridge uh, because I want to prevent the oil itself from oxidation or rancidification. He said this is something you can only do um, when you know, you're trained with expertise. I've been doing it for decades, <laughs> ozonating, which is bubbling ozone into water or oil. And um, I've I don't have a nature clean machine, but uh, that might be useful. Folks want to check that out to generate ozone from the ambient air in the room. Um, nature clean is spelled nature as you'd expect, then clean is K-L-E-E-N. remember hearing about that on the Power Hour with Joyce Riley and a lot of good reviews on that. So um, that's why I mention it. And uh, if anyone has any reviews at all, you're welcome to call and talk about this topic or others. Call in numbers 512-248-8252-512-248-8252. Troll free 800-313-9443. That's 800-313-9443. The chat room is over on the listen slash archives page at theliberationstation.com. And we're streaming live on Facebook, 
can now share it over on the Republic Broadcasting Network page at facebook.com slash republicbroadcasting. And, okay, I got you, Sam. Um, got your message there. And so um, uh, we're talking ozone now. We'll we talk news, anything that you think is important, relevant. And uh, I was mentioning that uh, the uh, ozonated oil is a great way to stabilize it, but it's a, a great way also to treat um, as he, in the ways that he mentioned, I wasn't aware of uh, using it nasally, but uh, if you were to use that, uh, do that, I guess um, if I were to do that, I would ozonate, uh, bubble my ozone through. What I do is uh, is uh, use a uh, medical grade ozone generator that's connected to an oxygen accumulator. It can also connect to just uh, the tube is, uh, connects to an oxygen tank. You have the regulator to regulate the airflow you can even rent an industrial oxygen tank so you don't have to get a prescription for medical and it is as far as i know it's the same um it's always worked the same for me but um so i uh i supl- i put only oxygen nothing no ambient air just oxygen into the medical grade ozone machine i don't want any dust uh, accumulating in there there's little as possible that might happen to get in there because uh you know the electrostatic charge will hold that dust onto the uh, cold corona arc that's generating that electrostatic charge. And it's a cold corona arc that you see in a copying machine if you notice the smell of ozone after you make copies. If it's uh, strong enough to overpower the horrific smell of the toner, (laughs) but if you smell ozone uh, that's from the cold corona arc that has electrostatic charge and UV light, as uh, Dr. Wang was mentioning uh, ozone is generated with uh, UV light. It's also generated with, a, and, and as I mentioned, a high-energy electrostatic discharge like a, a lightning storm or a, a Jacob's Ladder electrical arc, and also when uh, water splashes. Water is uh, like in a waterfall. Water hits water. Um, it forms ozone, but um, it's very unstable, as he mentioned, so uh, it dissipates after ozonate water after about uh, 24 hours, even when you refrigerate it in ideal conditions, but um, you know, it's not sloshing around and it's in a cold, dark place like the fridge, but uh, in oil, it's uh, it's really great uh, for um, for other things. Oh, let me, before I mention those, I'll get back to if I were to do it the way he mentioned it, I would improvise a little bit just by ozonating oil and then uh, using high pH, freshly ionized alkaline water, alkaline meaning high pH, of course, uh, high pH up around 11 pH or above will uh, emulsify oil. You know, they say oil and water do not mix, but they do. If you have a freshly ionized 11 pH or above water and you just um, mix it, I would mix that with the, uh, the ozonated oil that um, is allowed to reach room temperature so it can uh, liquefy because it's out of the fridge. Most of them will have have solidified from the cold. So uh, mix that in a spray bottle is what I would do. Then um, once that's emulsified, use that nasally as Dr. Wang described. But uh, other ways to use ozonated oil would be uh, for, say, cuts and burns. If you have a, a burn, it'll really speed the healing, take away the the burn sensation 
And the faster you speed healing, the faster you heal, the less or no scar you'll have. Um, also good for uh, oil pulling, or which is switching around in your mouth after you've done your normal dental hygiene regimen and uh, switch oil uh, ozonated preferably in your mouth for a good 15 and 20 minutes. It's called oil pulling because it's so it's meant to pull uh, stains and uh, infections out. So uh, you'll have whiter teeth after doing that for a little while, probably, you might notice. Um, but, um, or if, if that's needed, if that is. But uh, you can, um, let's see what else you can do with it. Uh, um, yeah, cuts and burns. Uh, yeah, if I have a cut, uh, say, oh, yes. And uh, lastly, it just occurred to me, I forgot to add to my notes, but um, to remove a scar, I found that you can uh, use food-grade hydrogen peroxide. That's about 33. That's the 33% that you'll find in a refrigerated section at a health food store. It should be refrigerated anyhow. And you can dab that, or what I've done is I've dabbed it onto a scar and uh, just very carefully onto the scar, nothing or nothing surrounding it. So if you have an elevated scar, then you know, the skin is, that uh, scar tissue is elevated above the skin. and You can... Um, more easily than uh, dab it on, then um, it's going to be painful, by the way. It's, it'll remove the outer layers of the skin. This is what I have done. I do not recommend it for anybody else, but I'm just testifying that it works. I can't find any kind of uh, recommendation online to it. I, to the contrary, folks will tell you to not use hydrogen peroxide for wound care, or let alone what I'm describing, <laughs> But because uh, they say it'll harm the surrounding tissue, but uh, I've gone a good six months uh, removing, having removed the scar, and uh, it still is fine, so um, if needed, I would do it again, but uh, what I'm saying is just dab on a little food-grade hydrogen peroxide, 33% to remove the outer layers, smooth the skin down, and uh, be careful not to touch the surrounding skin once again. I must mention, and then um, make sure it's clean. Um, might actually, uh, what it's what it did for this particular scar of mine is uh, left a little bit of a crater, and uh, to start with, but it's healed over nice and smooth now. But originally there was uh, a crater, and then I uh, could see some of the fine capillaries and blood vessels under there, but it never actually bled. Um, a surprise! It felt like it was going to bleed. But um, after that, I used ozonated oil, coconut oil, and uh, kept on applying that. And I'm sure that had something to do with it uh, never coming back and uh, healing over. So um, it's the best uh, scar removal technique I've found just out of uh, experimentation <laughs> and um, intuition, I guess. So... This may not be for you. It may have been only for me um, because uh, maybe my nutrition allowed me to heal over and my nutrition said, hey, you have nutrients that are needed to do this. You can do this. And then uh, go ahead and, and uh, see if it'll work. And, and um, I would say uh, if you're going to be healing from a cut and burn or scrape, make sure you have enough essential fatty acids. My preference is from hemp seed oil. And uh, vitamins E, in form of uh, tocotrienols, or even better, the, or tocotrienols are the best form. Um, 
tocopherols are the original natural form. You get alpha, beta, delta, and gamma, all four of the vitamins E. And um, also, uh, when it comes to uh, a cold or flu coming on, as I've mentioned before, uh, in the Dr. Wang mentioned, that's the, that uh, he actually inhales ozone. I've never heard somebody else who does it. And another thing I have to mention, warn you against doing, is a disclaimer, do not do this at home. Do not, uh, this is not intended for human use. But uh, this, is, this advice is not a, intended to uh, prevent, treat, cure any disease, condition, ailment. And, um, and I'm just saying what's worked for me. But uh, over the years, as I've mentioned before, every time I feel a cold or flu coming on, I just uh, take a few, two or three inhalations of the high concentration of ozone from my ozone generator I mentioned and then in about three hours they, the symptoms go away and I never get to never develop the full-blown cold or flu um, you know I'll get the symptoms like the body aches or itching in my nasal passages and uh, gets rid of them right away and um, fills off those germs but uh, you know because they're just setting up shop in the in the uh, respiratory tract the upper respiratory tract so we've got to stop them and um, the reason uh, not to breathe too much is because, as I've done before, if I've taken, say, five inhalations rather than two or three, if I take five, then I'll notice that uh, it's very irritating. Uh, all of a sudden, after about three inhalations, uh, my throat will start and sinuses will start getting itchy, and that's a sign that you, if you're smell ozone, to get away from it, if your sinuses or uh esophagus starts to itch a little bit then get out and uh, get away so um, after say four or five inhalations uh, the itchiness goes down to that uh, itchy scratchy feeling and um, achiness it's really more of an achy feeling goes down to the lungs and uh, makes uh, makes it hard to breathe for about a half hour after that makes me cough for a little bit so I make sure not to breathe too much ozone um, it can dry up the lining of the lungs, which are mucous membranes, and if that happens, then the linings stick together, and that is a collapsed lung. And you do not want that, folks, so um, that's the warning, to not breathe too much. Uh, but uh, there are other forms of, of uh, ozone or oxygen therapies, um, and uh, Mer Bailey posted in the chat room, uh, Dr. Robert J. Rowan, and uh, some links to him, um, he's been a pioneer talking about this. Uh, he uh, he administers EVO2, and I went to his website that uh, or Bailey thankfully posted it in the chat room. Um, EVO2, that's what uh, Dr. Jared Roscoe uses. That's a full blood, um, what do they call it? Uh, take it out, put it back in, um, <laughs> transfusion. Uh, um, Withdrawal and reinfusion um, dialysis, that's the term, uh, full blood dialysis, where they uh, draw from one wrist and then uh, ozonate it and reinfuse it into the other wrist. So um, that's an amazing, amazing, helpful therapy for so many different things. Um, let's see here. Uh, Oh, the, Dr. Wang also mentioned uh, hyperbaric oxygen as being 
uh, very expensive, which is true, though. Um, it also takes uh, many therapies. Usually, it takes a couple dozen therapies at least to to uh, have lasting effects. Uh, if you if you start um, treatment, you know, the effects are usually short term for whatever the condition is. I've, I've found, I've heard, um, and uh, you want to use a high pressure uh, HBOT or hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Well, you can get a low pressure uh, unit at home, um, so that's a more cost effective. Uh, way to go if you want to spend a, a bit of money, but um, I think those are my comments. Now, uh, Sam, we have uh, clip number two ready to play. Uh, if not, I'll go over to other news. Um, and uh, clip number two is also from the last edition of the McCullough Report. Um, I don't know if we have enough time to start it out for. Yeah, we're not, we're not started for uh, you know, uh, for this segment. I guess my clock is running behind, so uh, shorter on time than I thought. So we'll get back to playing from the also from the last edition of the McCullough Report, where uh, he talks about the uh, uh, other therapies for uh, post-COVID-19 and vaccine injury syndromes, things to dissolve the spike protein. And um, that's going to be about a 20-minute uh, clip. Uh, it's just so much important information and once again for the sake of national security and your own neighborhood security if you can please pass on this information and uh, give folks true hope we'll be right back here on liberation station radio show and chris steiner stay tuned for the second and final hour this june 4th 2023 the site is the com. we'll be right back Publicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 